everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dads on the Fly podcast. We just want to give you another big shout out and say thanks to everyone who continues to listen to this. We know we missed a week last week, but we are excited to come back with a new episode this week, kind of explain a little bit behind that and uh, what we do when we face times of uncertainty and times of crisis like what happened in our community here recently. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation with me and Joshua. So let's go ahead and get to it. We are back with episode six of Dads on the Fly podcast. We want to thank everyone uh, for being with us last week as we were unable. Uh, we, we just felt like it was not the right time. We, we had a couple things to process through. Um, if you didn't know, as I'm sure all of you have heard, our, our hometown was hit with a, um, a cr- crisis and a, a tragic event. Um, the flooding of our of our downtown and and really uh, that affected us in a lot of ways. So we're kind of kind of just talk about that tonight, um, and uh, let's just see where that goes and just kind of talk about it. I would like to kind of preface that I think Caleb with saying that we are we always say this we are we are not professionals. Yeah, yeah we're definitely not experts. And uh, while you serve as a teacher and uh, I'm in ministry and do. Um, you know, little bits of counseling and stuff like that. We're definitely not experts when it comes to dealing with trauma and dealing with uh, difficult circumstances. So uh, we're going to just kind of talk off the cuff, on the fly, and uh, share how we handle uh, when things happen that happened last uh, last Tuesday um, with Tropical Storm Fred, Fred coming through and uh, leaving a lot of Haywood County with a lot of devastation. And how we kind of handled that and uh, what we did, really what we did last week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to record. We were so busy. We had a lot going on. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. But before we dive into that, uh, we did take a little bit of time Saturday. Yeah, we're going to do the fishing report before the rest of the episode. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we got to go fishing last Saturday. We did part. go fishing last Saturday evening. It's hot. I think that's what we... Determined. Yeah, we determined. Uh, we definitely want to get a thermometer, start checking some uh, water temperatures as we're fishing because uh, fishing was it was fine. I mean, it was still fun. We had a good trip, but it was a good fish. It was just it's hot, and I think that made it slower than maybe normal. Um, yeah, we went to one of our favorite places. We've been to the park. Really, it's really become one of my favorite spots. Um, yeah, locally, and we and we were just kind of slow. This is the only time we fished in the afternoon. We usually fish that creek in the morning, and so uh, it was a lot different this time. Um, tried terrestrials again, had a little action on the ants, um, ended up getting... You caught a few on hoppers. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I ended up catching one fish on a hopper and maybe it was the other fish on a... I don't know. I think it was on a, a yellow, um, almost a yellow parachute fly. Mm-hmm. I should really do a better job of learning fly names. <laughs> I just picked the fly that I think will work at the time. Yeah. I'm non-technical. Yeah. I mean, I, I tie a lot of them, but half the time yeah. I don't even know what I'm You know tying. the names now, but yeah, I'm kinda. like, I'm so non-technical on my fly. What did fly did you catch that fish with? One that looked pink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Had yeah. some color in it? Yeah, that's 
kind of what I do. So I don't know. I yeah. think sometimes we overthink it, but I should at no, least totally. know some more names of flies. But yeah, I did catch a fish on a hopper, which I always like to do. Um, had a good time. It was a great evening. Other than the slow uh, car that we got behind to get into the... Oh, my gosh. Yes, that was a tragic event. Not a tragic event, but it was a, another hour worth of fishing. Yeah, they slowed us down by an hour. If you're going to go to the park and drive on gravel roads, drive four-wheel drive trucks, or at least something... Don't drive a Honda yeah. Accord yeah. after a lot to, of torrential yeah, downpour. when the rain has washed out the road, <laughs> yeah. so you're bottoming out on every hole, so that was... And then when you're scared to death, when the long row of Jeeps yeah. just keeps it was, coming it was, by, that, you're scared to pass It was an interesting them. time, man. But um yeah, it was a good fish. Had a good time. Fishing report, I would say just morning, morning, morning. And uh but it's gonna get cooler this week. I think so. So um that could help a little bit. And uh and falls right around the corner and we fall fishing will be awesome. We love fall fishing and uh you know, hit us up if you want to go fishing. I did have a couple people reach out to me, want to awesome. go fishing in the fall. Let's do it. So yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get any yeah. time off to go fishing, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, the fall really is one of my favorite times to fish, uh, especially here. Uh, we live in Haywood County, and color leaves start changing, colors start going crazy, and the fish even get uh, more beautiful, in my opinion. I mean, the fish are pretty, and they do change colors. But kind of talking about the fall fish, it's going to be an interesting year fishing some of our local waters in the fall um, after. I think it's two weeks now, right? Two yeah, week, two weeks right. ago, yeah. two weeks ago was events, and um, and so we'll just dive into that. Um, yeah, one we, of the things I was bummed about is uh, one of the really close local creeks. That's one of my favorite places to go in the fall, in the early spring. Um, like the trail was washed out. Well, yeah, we think the trail's gone. We haven't been up there yet. Um, it's still kind of difficult to get to some of those spots. Um, and in saying that, you know, I have really good friends that live on the that portion of the river up there. Um, they had a lot of damage, uh, didn't lose their house. Luckily, uh, a lot of people did. Um, but you know, one of my best friends lives up to 76 where a lot of the worst of the flooding was, uh, I used to travel up to his house once a week and, um, still do sometimes went up there to see him last couple of maybe last Friday, two Fridays ago. And, uh, it, it's very devastating. And I would like to say, first of all, um, I know we're probably going to talk about this at some point, but I would like to say if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not from here, we do have some people who listen that are not local to the area. Yeah. Uh, those people, and, and there are still people in the county for sure that, that can still use your help. Absolutely. Um, and so if if you wanted to reach, I guess there's ways to do that. I want to just throw that out there before we started talking about anything else. Just there are some, some ways to do that. You can um, get on the Town of Canton website. There's still some resources there. Um, I think your your church still has some opportunities to do that, correct? Yeah, if you go to uh, uh, the church that I serve at's website, it's just pinnacle.church. Um, there's some ways. Uh, we're kind of trying to stay abreast of everything that's happening in the community um, and where you can go uh, volunteer, uh, where you can help out. Um, there's, also a, uh, there's also a website I'm actually in the middle of trying to f- – kind of pull it up right now as we talk about it and uh as well we while you're doing that i'll go about. ahead and uh yeah right up you know tell, talk i think, a little bit I think about, everybody understands what happened but if you didn't let's just let's just yeah, go through it say, explain um, kind of what know, went down last week I, just to be honest going. with you i i think the shot the shocking part of this storm we were neither neither one of us lived here in 04 correct um 2004 there were two storms that came through a week apart and they flooded the downtown canton area uh 
pretty pretty rough, and Clyde got a lot worse that time mm-hmm. than this time. Clyde definitely had some losses, um, yeah, some a house, lot of damage down a lot there. of damage down there this time, but it was kind of worse in 04. Uh, this storm was different from people who I've talked to that lived here in both. This storm came through um, more of a, of a flash, a typical, like a true flash flood. Uh, you know, I was in school teaching on that Tuesday, and it had been raining all day, and we just kind of just kept rolling, assuming that we were fine. I mean, you know, it really didn't – and we kept kind of talking about it, like, hey, what do you think, what do you think? And everybody was like, nah, we're good. And yeah. and then I think it really hit me when I went to get my kids from school that day, and it took me so long to get there because a lot of the bridges were already starting to get washed out, mm-hmm. the small the small creek bridges. Um, and I think that was the other thing that was really crazy about this storm was the small creeks, how they they really got up so quick and caused damage in places that didn't have damage in 04. Um, all of the creeks in Haywood County, random fact, all of the creeks in Haywood County, in, except for two, feed the Pigeon River. Yeah. So, like, any little creek, any, all the creeks, any body of water. If I'm not mistaken, all the water in Haywood County starts, originates starts in, in Haywood County. County that is yeah. true. Um, and most of them all flow to the Pigeon. Mm-hmm except for two, and one of them being Hominy Creek, which ended up flooding down 1923, which was also something that didn't happen in 04. I was talking to a buddy. It did happen in 1976, um, but not in 2004. So um, it's, it was a crazy event. The uh, the water got up in many different places. I mean, my little creek alone just behind my house ended up in my garage and basement, and we dealt with that yeah, for some got, time. You got, I mean, you got personally affected by this Yeah, storm. we had some definite things happened down there i mean we were luckily everybody was safe and i got everybody home and um i mean it took laura that night till like nine o'clock to get home from work um ended up having her parents spend the night with me that night and a friend uh that couldn't get up 110 uh and so you know that was all kind of new to me i'd never experienced that personally Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think when things happen like that you go through like a, a range of emotions. Yeah. And as I'm sure all people who were affected by the storm yeah. went through a range of emotions. I mean, right. I think about, you know, Tuesday, that Tuesday when the, when the flooding started, it was that immediate just kind of shock, you know, that we went through. I mean, you called me when you're getting home from school um, and you're like, dude, I got 18 inches of water in my basement and I can't get it out. Yeah, and we were just digging ditches in the backyard yeah, trying to get over. the water to flow, and yeah. it was still rising, and it would rain and not rain. Yeah. And and then the rain kind of really stopped for as far as down in our part of the world, yeah. like in the Low Valley. Um, and I think at that point, up the river, um, the Crusoe area, 276, is when it really started rushing, uh, and that's what eventually caused our main part of the Pigeon River that runs through town to crest as it did mm-hmm. that night. I, th- I mean, I think it crested somewhere around nine thirty, ten o'clock. And, and it's interesting. I, you, it, it goes down quick. I mean, it doesn't stay up long, but it doesn't take long to cause damage. And it, it um, we have a lot of friends. I mean, we could, we could have episodes where we interview people or talk to them and just the countless amount of people that lost either businesses or lots of possessions or their entire house or, um, you know, just things like that. And so I, I know for me, I just wanted to th- kind of spend a little time on this podcast talking about like your emotions that you go through. And, you know, one of them I think is shock. And then, you know, I think one of the other emotions that you experience is like anger. Absolutely. Um, you're just, you're mad, you're angry, you're frustrated that like, you can't f- 
why why does this happen or just that just the aggravation of the anger of god now i mean what am i going to do now you know i don't know it's just that 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 kind of goes through and then then you get like the remorse and you know and it's just a range of emotions and i know so many people are still going through that and we are um very just trying to reach them in any way we can um and that's why we just didn't want to shy away from it on this podcast and just talk about it. Well, it's so prevalent uh, to, I mean, literally the last two weeks have just been, uh, it's, it's been a main point of focus, you know, uh, the Tuesday after the flood, or excuse me, the Tuesday night that the flood happened, and then that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, I, I, was, I was really pleased with our, uh, our community. Uh, you know, so many people just rallied so quickly. Uh, they um, went right to where the need was. Um, you know, I was real up, up. Was real pleased with how our church community responded. So many churches throughout Haywood County just responded, stepping up, uh, really providing what people needed in the moment. And then people that aren't even involved in church, you know, just people that came alongside to to love their neighbors in such a time of need. Um, it was. Uh, Oh, it's just, it's it remarkable. Was a, it was a remarkable thing to see and be a part of. Um, so anyway, so going back to what I was saying though, you know, that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday after the flooding happened, uh, that was all, that was all, I mean, I know for four straight nights, you know, our, we, we had groups and I was part of some of our groups that were out working that day, providing meals or mucking basements or cleaning out, you know, homes, helping Helping friends, you know, go through, and that was one of the hardest things, like helping friends go through their stuff to to see what they could save and what they couldn't, um, which a lot of the people that we helped do that, there was very, very little they could save. Um, you know, just going through that and in the rush of it all. Um, I remember waking up Sunday and going to church after having done that for four straight days and just being like, I, I've got to take a moment since I can to just kind of be and process what's happened over the last week. Yeah. The emotions just, they range so much and then you, you become just so exhausted working the amount of hours that, that I know you and I both worked and then other people in the community worked and, and at yeah, some point was light compared to what a lot of people did. Oh, for so sure. I yeah. To, like, what I did. Us, no, like, what I did. Amazing people or something. I mean, we were just, but I mean, we we're just, but you, you're just working and, yeah. and, Everybody in this community was working to mm-hmm. some degree. They were out you know, either shoveling mud or carrying water to people or donating water or finding places to. And we had friends come over even in our um, in our basement situation and help us. Yeah. And, and and we had people that at the school I work at working nonstop. And it was just it was it was cool to see. I mean, you hated the circumstances, but it it did you know show some just awesome collaboration. Amongst the community, I thought we had great leadership from our town. I thought um, we really came together. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like I heard one person say, and it's true. It's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon for the recovery uh, for the people who were affected. And uh, you know, just just still going. I mean, I've been to my in-laws a couple times, and their house is fine. Obviously, they're up on a mountain, but just still driving through there, it's it's still. You, you kind of don't get over just riding down there and seeing it. Um, you know, I, I told somebody the first time I went, it, it, it's, it, it don't, it's like a weight. It looks wastelandish in places. Yeah. And 
you realize how powerful water is and what it can do. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there listening and there's other things we can do for on our end of the podcast, even we're, we're happy to do that. We would love to find other ways to keep helping. It's going to be a long road for people. Yeah. Um, but I will say that most people that I've talked to are very resilient. Yeah. And I've, I've not seen anybody. And I think that's the other next emotion, you know, just the resilientness of we're going to be okay. We're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you know, it was a tragic event. You know, there were, I think, six lives lost in the county. Um, and so it was, it was just a wild couple of weeks. And we, we felt like we should discuss kind of how we processed it. And that, that's really how I did. I just went, emotions just kind of went all over the place. Yeah. And um, from sadness, anger to back to anger to then just frustration and then exhaustion and, yeah. and it just you just kind of and sometimes it's mental exhaustion as much as anything you just emotionally yeah, exhausted yeah for sure just felt um you know because you look out and you see so many people hurting and uh it's hard um you, you know i think we definitely get compassion fatigue after a while where we are uh you you try to help carry people's burdens and you try to love them and you try to support them but eventually you get to the point where you just, it, it's hard to carry it all. Um, and yeah. we need a, we need a, we need a release. We need a way to deal with all of that. No. Um, and I think that's important that we, we talk about that. I mean, you know, ours is, ours is going to the river and casting a fly. Um, yeah. It's you know, good I told to... you that, I told you that this past Saturday, like, um, you know, we were trying to kind of, we did a little impromptu fishing trip this past Saturday, but, uh, when you kind of mentioned it, I think like a day or two before, and I figured out a way that I could make it happen. I was like, "Yes, this needs to happen. I, we need, we need to do this." Yeah, sometimes you just need releases in different ways. Um, I think sometimes it's good to just get back into those most normal as possible. Yeah. Um, and I know that there will be a lot that it that will not be normal. Um, it has changed. Um. Sports schedules it has changed where people are practicing. Um, all of our facility, a lot of our facilities have been in the in the downtown Canton area. People's jobs that can't go to work right now because they're still cleaning. We have restaurants that are still not open, and um, that will be for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've tried to reach out to some of those people. I've tried to call them, text them, just say, "Hey, what? How are you? What can we do?" Or you know, do you just need to you know? Yeah. Sometimes people just need something else to do mm-hmm. um, to to kind of lose it, to change that focus for a little while. Absolutely. Uh, so I would just say if you know if you're listening, that that's what you can do for people. Just you yeah. know pray for them and you know try to send a messages couple, and yeah. And, and one thing that I have to take away from that, um, our our lead pastor says this a lot, and I, I think he got it from uh, like Andy Stanley or some some pastor like that, but. Uh, one of the things I had to get in my head in the midst of all the devastation um, the week after the flood was you do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Um, it is sometimes so overwhelming because you see so many people hurting and you think, oh, man, I got to I gotta try to help everybody. I got to try to do everything. I got to try to make sure everybody's okay. I got to try to do this. I got to try to do that. And you, you're not capable of that. You're not um, – you're not able to fix everyone's problems, but you might be able to do for some person what you wish you could do for every person. And uh, I had to really come to grips with that last, uh, you know, leading up there the week after the flood and um, seeing so many people hurting and, you know, hopping on social media and seeing someone, you know, that I'm just 
barely even acquaintances with and the suffering that they were facing through and thinking, oh, man, why didn't I go be for them like I was for this other person? Or why didn't I do for them like I did for this other person? And uh, that can be really taxing, but I think we got to focus on doing for for one what we wish we could do. I think that's a great point. Because if a lot of people do that, (laughs) a lot more, a A lot lot of ones get assisted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the end of everything for me, um, when things like this happen, you you have to be resilient and there's a greater, you know, cause. And so many people just, the way that they did things and, or just, certain things happen in the town. I mean, just you never expect the way people just react. And I just like to take a moment and say thank you to, um, my, uh, uh, Susan, um, who just, yeah. just brought me, um, and my family cousin from, from Wilson, North Carolina. Yeah. She heard about the fact that we, um, we lost our, our washer and dryer and, you know, you, you don't really realize how much laundry you do until you don't have a washer and dryer for a few days. And uh, and she had a friend who had a business and um, donated us a washer and dryer and brought it to us on Saturday. And, I mean, just so overwhelmed by the generosity of just helping us out like that. And, and there are so many other stories. Um, I know my family was able to get together and, and do some things for some people like just small nothing crazy like that but just small things and and it it makes you feel good so that makes you kind of feel good after everything bad that's happened you kind of feel hey well at least i'm trying to shine a little light here and uh but i mean it can't be nothing's going to ever replace the people who lost you know their homes and and things like that and and it's tragic and i think we just kind of keep going and try to shine light where we can that's kind of the way i always am i'm sort of an optimist to a fault and just try to make things the best we can and that's what i've tried to do and uh, we'll be stronger because of it, and, and that's the way I kind of look at it. Yeah. And but but it will it will be an event that you know yeah will change. We'll remember yeah, yeah I mean, for I'll, sure. I remember forever. Um, you know, and it didn't affect where we lived at all. You know, we live up on top of a hill, and we were very fortunate. You know, in our household that that it didn't really affect us at all. I mean, the next day, it you know my grass grew a lot quicker that week and that was about it yeah i mean um, it's just it was just crazy how fast those little creeks came up yeah, um I mean, it was just such a shock and you know one thing i would like to say if we do have people who fish listen to this it's just something to think of, it's just something to remember when you're out there um i mean obviously that was a lot of rain um but it th- those flash floods can can be dangerous so when that water really starts you got to be careful um be places you can get to that or safe. Um, I think that was what the shocking part of this storm was. Uh, a, a guy told me yesterday I was riding with him. We were we were going somewhere, and he said that his his buddy that lives down off of uh, Old Asheville Highway said the water came out of the bridge right there, and within like forty five seconds, it was at his like doorstep. I mean, it's like yeah, that fast. A guy that I know that we uh, we ended up helping him kind of get all of the stuff out of his house because he pretty much lost everything that he had in his house. Um, up on the east fork of the pigeon, uh, he said he went outside, saw the saw the water at his neighbor's house, went inside to check on his dogs and make sure they were okay. And by the time he stepped back outside, thirty seconds later, it was at his doorstep. So I mean, it's just un it's crazy real to think about that amount of water and what it can do. It's crazy, and you know we don't. I think we've got we've covered about all we can on the fact that it, it is. You know, those are the emotions we went through. Yeah. Um, I think if you felt those emotions, I just want to say I think it's perfectly normal. Yeah. I don't think it's 
I mean, I'm a pretty abnormal person, but that that part I think is pretty normal. Yeah, and there's no there's no right way to process all this stuff. You know, I think sometimes we like want to go through and think, okay, like we've seen all this awful shock and horror happen. Like, what's the step by step function to deal with it? And there's not a step by step guide. Um, everybody has to process and deal with it differently, and uh, figure out what that is for you. But make sure you you process it. Don't try to run away from it. Don't try to hide from it. Um, I think it can be very I think it would be very detrimental if you do that. Um, and I also but, want to think that, you know, as two men of faith and as our podcast is Dads on the Fly, we talk sometimes about our faith on this podcast. No, it, it doesn't make me um, – those are – I don't try to understand or comprehend things like that when they happen. I know that's just the way I've always done it. Um, I, I just kind of have a belief that, you know, things happen and – uh you know, I hate that it happened and the tragedy yeah. that, that people went through, and I, and I can't understand that, and I'm not, not going to try to, but, you know, g- God has his way of working things out in different ways, and um, there were some remarkable stories, um, yeah. people who saved people. There's a lot of... People that, that I think sometimes are not out there as much yeah. as some of the some of the bad stuff that yeah. happened. I mean, there uh, was some good stuff that happened after the devastation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, our... Uh, our pastor talked about this in his message the Sunday after that is just how like we are so much better together when we're unified than we are when we are um, disjointed. You know, the, the days after the flood, this community just really rallied. I mean, it was just a, like I said, it was such an encouraging sight to see so many people come together, you know, and people who were different. You know, I, I I worked in a lady's basement um, one day with three people from our church and then another just group of friends that showed up randomly. And we were extremely different types of people, but it didn't matter at that moment our differences because we had a we, we were unified on what we were trying to do. And, you know, I think we see so much um, just division right division now in, the country. in our world today. Um, just a vision in so many people and so many, uh, you know, I mean, based off of so many different things. But um, we are so much better together than we are, we are apart. And so maybe, you know, a lot of the division that we think exists out there today because comes mostly from the things that we take in, whether that be, you know, TV, social media, news, whatever, and uh, so many things out there trying to divide us. But, um you know, our early pastor said this, and I just thought it was so great. Maybe this was a wake-up call for some of us to shut that stuff off and just go talk to our neighbor and just go talk to the people around us I just, and go see the people in our community who are right in front of us. You know, get get from behind the screen and from behind the keyboard and just go talk to the person that lives next door to you. Go talk to the people who live in your community um, because we are truly so much better together uh, than we are when we're divided. I agree. I love that. And, you know, there's nothing better. If you are want something fun to do, just call us and let's go fishing. And yeah. you don't think, you know, it's a great way to just ease your brain, ease it your really mind, is. relax, yeah. and just get away for a little bit, even if it's just a couple hours. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we wanted to take this time and this episode and just tell you that we love all of you in this community. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, we appreciate you. Um, go find a way to reach out and uh, 
if you want to help and send, you know, contact us, we'll be glad to tell you how to get. It's going to be a marathon for some people. Yeah. Um, I would say don't in the next, you know, fall coming around. If you're not from Haywood County, come to Haywood County. Yeah. Because there's going to be people that had not been able to run their business for three weeks, and they're going to be back rolling by then. Absolutely. And uh, there's going to be people who would love to serve you and let you come eat the restaurant or mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I think that's one thing we can do. Absolutely. Um, and another thing is just, you know, we took this episode to just talk about the events. But, uh, you know, in the future, we're going to roll back into talking about fishing. That's it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to keep rolling because, keep doing it. yeah, and we just wanted we're to keep we, fishing. For we sure. feel like we needed to do that, you know, address everything that's going on. Most of our listeners, most of our listeners are from our community. And uh, so we definitely want to address what's taking place. Or here. we're affected in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And we just want to say we love you. Don't be afraid or don't feel. I know I tell myself this. However you hand process it, you process it. Yeah. Um, there are people here for you. We are here for you. There are uh, people who love you in this community and they're going to continue to take the best care we can yeah. of you. And then if you, you know, weren't directly affected, you know, just keep keep plugging, keep loving on this community. Um, and, and it's going to be good and we're going to be back better than ever. I will say the the rivers that one of the rivers I love to fish was greatly affected. It's going to be changed. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's, different. it's, it's very different. different, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that. You know, I've been trying to talk to people who know more about it than I do, the science yeah. behind it, and just how that's going to affect things. Um, but but we're going to keep rock on rolling. Absolutely. You know, and it's that's kind of a good analogy. You talking about the fact that the river has changed uh, to what I think I have hope for the future uh, for our community is that. You know, when when the river changes like that, we'll go out and we'll do like we always do. We'll adjust. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 change. We'll figure out what we need to do differently, and we'll go out and we'll do it to try to catch fish. And I have no doubt our community, even though they've been through this tragic event, um, they're going to adjust. And uh, Haywood County is going to come back as strong as better than ever. And um, so I, I I'm excited and hopeful for that for the future. Yeah, we we love Haywood County, and it is the first place that I think both of us can say we've called home. And oh. not just Haywood County. I would say Canton. Like, yeah. the town of Canton is the first place that I have ever called my hometown. Yeah. Um, as a preacher kid, I mean, you know, we lived in one town for a long time, but mm-hmm. this is, like, what I have come to know as a hometown. Yeah, my kids sure. will be raised here. We don't plan on leaving. Yeah. I've lived in one house for the last 14 years. Yeah. I mean, it is my hometown um i love where i live i love the people who live here we could probably do a whole episode on the fact that we're not from here but we love it yes and (laughs) and everybody love and it is a great place to call home and so this will not defeat canton at all i mean they rose up when before i was ever a member of this community and the town will rise again to a do better things than ever. Um, and that has a lot to do with just the people who are leading this town and the, the vision they have for it. And, uh, and so we will, we are pumped about it and I will still love to be, um, to see how it's going to, like you just said, how it's going to change, just like how the river's going to change now that it's done this. Yep. Uh, so I think we're going to try to line up a couple of interviews and future episodes, but, uh, we still would love for any of you, I think, are we good? I mean, do we feel like we've oh, kind of yeah, hit everything so. we need to hit? Yeah, I know I we're, so. um, I, I would love for any and all of you, 
to continue to help us get the word out about this podcast. Yeah. Um, and nothing helps us better than a nice little rating or review wherever you listen to a podcast. Yeah, we would really appreciate that. Give us a rating, give us a review. Five stars, you know, drop a five-star review on the uh, Apple Podcasts as we're still getting this thing ramped up. And uh, we're excited to see where the future goes. We, we definitely, some... I definitely missed it. I will say that. I oh, do yeah. miss the conversation through the week. week. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we got some maybe lighthearted episodes coming up. We we don't really, I mean, I'm thinking we've been here for, you know, about, about our usual time, 30 minutes. I'm really not sure what we talked about, but I hope we kind of hit everything we needed to. Uh, just to let you guys know um, where we are and that everybody is good as far as the Simmons households go. Mm-hmm. And that... You know, we are, this town is, is amazing, and we, we love it. And it's going to be awesome to see what happens um, in the future. Keep keep praying for Canton. Yeah. Uh, keep praying for Crusoe and Clyde and Haywood County, um, especially, all, all those people. But but don't, you know, don't don't be down. I like to say the best is always yet to come. There's, there's going to be a shining light um, in the future. And, and we're going to. Just keep rocking this podcast, and I'm already excited for next week to see what we're going to talk about, even though I don't even know who we're going to interview yet. I've got some ideas. We're working on it. It's going to be great. So we'll hope to see you next week. Uh, But until then, thanks for checking out Episode 6 of Dads on the Fly. And uh, go fishing. here for you. And, yeah, how to deal with all the stuff that's going on crazy in the world, go get in the water. Go fishing. Makes it all better. We'll take you fishing if you don't know where to go fishing. We'll be glad to take you. We'll be happy to do that. Give us an excuse. The weather's going to get nice. It's going to get cooler next weekend. It's going to be fun time to go fishing absolutely so we'll see you next week for episode 7 of Dads on the Fly